the high school process is nerve-wracking for a lot of parents and teens included. You ever wonder what you needed? Oh, you're feeling this. Welcome to our village stories. Parenting through passion and grit. Share stories become the lanterns that guide our kids' path. Join other villagers as Coach Cam, a teacher and athletic director, creates a safe space for these stories. So grab a seat, grab a lantern, and let's light it up. Today, Paul is going to give us some tips on how to be successful in high school and also some great acronyms. Please tune in. We're teaching our kids to have voices, but we're not teaching them how to use them correctly because I think we are afraid to give them that power. I think as adults, if we give them that power, we lose our sense of purpose in a way because then we can't have that level of control, if that makes any sense, because then we can't like correct them. Because if they feel right and then we give them that purpose, then we cease. We lose our purpose. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect. It makes perfect uh, sense. Somewhere along the line, it's gone from my day as a, a child where we just ran around all day and didn't come home till we heard our parents' unique whistle or yell. And nobody knew what was happening. Put, played sports half the day long, but with no rules and, mm-hmm. and no adults and no supervision and no no coaches training you. You just try to figure it out. And there's an acronym I use in the classroom and with my teams all the time. The word's failure, but it stands for first attempt in learning under real world experience. And I think it's hard for parents to loosen those reins so that can actually happen because I have two adult daughters and it's no fun watching your kid fail. But in the long run, it's better. And and it, it provides greater purpose for everybody to, to use the word you were saying. And then it helps your child or, or your student or your athlete maybe find their purpose in the meantime, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I read something that said nowadays kids think it's cool not to care. That's the thing. Oh, I don't care. Uh, you don't care or you're afraid that your failure is going to be out in the public for everyone to see. And we have to, the social media whatever it is, it's not even a trend. Social media is here. It's just gotten people afraid to fail so much because it's just out in the world for everyone to see. And in my mind, I'm like, welcome to being an athlete. You know what I'm saying? As an athlete, your abilities or lack of abilities is on display all the time. And there's no hiding from it. Social media is just a different way of being seen. And you guys got to get used to it. That's why I love sports. You know, you can't hide. You can't hide from the moment. It's got to embrace it or you got to learn from it and grow from it. Yeah. And hopefully you find a coach and teammates that all hold each other accountable, especially during the tough times. Yeah. Say that A word again. That scares people. Accountable. Yeah. (laughs) That scares people. So so I'm a big acronym guy. So you you might want to edit these out by the end of this because. uh, No, it's good stuff, uh, man. my, My one acronym I love using in class is try and it's take responsibility for yourself and it it's amazing what happens i hand out to students and, and athletes it's called the mindset identifier mm-hmm. and it's a matrix 
So the left and right matrix are you either solve problems or cause problems. Mm. And you do that by either taking action or not taking action. So bear with me for one minute. So if you so if you cause problems, but you don't take action, you're just a whiner. If you cause problems and take action, you're toxic. If you solve problems, but don't do anything about it or take action, you're just a dreamer. And then if you solve problems and take action, you're a champion. And I have it on my classroom and we can all fall into that. Listen, I can whine on my, my worst day as a teacher, right? Mm -hmm. I, I could wake up grumpy and be toxic. So when I or my students are acting that way, we point to it and we call each other out on it and hold each other accountable. And we almost snap right out of it and start laughing. Not always because bad stuff happens in our lives, but the sooner you can get to the champion side of the, the, the matrix, the better off you are. And the more you can repeat that and repeat that, the better off you are. I, I did it. I did it more for me. Like, because mm -hmm. you can... I don't know. You can be so positive in life and people think you're a bobblehead and walking all around and have no awareness, mm -hmm. but you just have to find a way. The sooner you can snap out of it and realize every bad day you have a perfect track record getting through, the sooner you can get going and realize it's just part of your story and you can get better from it. But the bad times when you really have to hold true to that. It's easy to have your quote you live by or your social media where they brag about you getting three hits or two goals or doing something good. But the bad times are when you really have to have that, that, that motto to live by. So you need that motto. You need something to lean on when it's tough. Yep. And I think it's important that we find that one thing that keeps us motivated keeps us grounded even in the good times we need those we need those quotes to remember and remind ourselves that it's not going to be like this forever one way or another that's what we do and and so so to add to it yeah i get the kids going so they're like mr richmond i you're saying i have to be a champion i can't win at everything and i say a champion isn't about winning it's about a mindset and a lifestyle so here comes my next acronym champions are curious about learning they're humble with their achievement they advocate for others they make the best of every situation they pursue their interests they influence those around them they overcome adversity and never give up so that's a champion and you're not always going to win but if you do those things, I think you'll have a winning life per se. Yeah, so absolutely. If you do those things, you're setting yourself up for success because winning's never going to happen all the time. But sometimes it puts you in a mindset of, okay, it's not my time. And, but you can't compare it to other people too, what you're doing. And, and over time, you'll see a lot of successes. Yes, I agree with you 100%. Do you think that's where, that's again, that's where social media plays into this game because you surround yourself with your own echo chamber, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you're Go comparing ahead. instead of living. Exactly. And that's, and, that, and then you get caught up and then you just wind up mimicking and copying what you, because you think that's what success looks like. You never find your own lane due to the social media. You're just doing what's popular right now at the moment. You're doing what the trend is now at the moment, as opposed to finding your own niche, your own space. And that's what we have to push in our children constantly over and over again as and it's tough because i know when you're you talk about when you're growing up when i was growing up social media wasn't even a thing either we knew where everyone was because the bikes were outside the house <laughs> one one thing and i teach seniors so there it's a double-edged sword because by then 
they're short timers in high school. They're pretty rooted in their ways. They and and then you have the senioritis stepping in. Mm-hmm. But we, right off the bat, I just get it out of my system that listen that cell phone that's their main source of social media. I'm not going to take it from them. I'm not going to tell them it's bad for them. Every lesson I try to do in class, I try to keep that cell phone just out of the reach of their hands on the desk. And it's okay to look at it sometimes, but we call each other out when it's a distraction. But I think what's most successful, and this isn't 100% successful, but what's most successful for me, all of a sudden, there's a moment when they're doing something, I pick up my phone and they call me out. And it's not even the same thing because who knows, I might've been waiting for a phone call or might've been checking something, but it is in their eyes and you got to be accountable to each other. And when we start using it that way, it, it gets a little better. Then once we have that conversation, I've got a lot of them convinced when they wake up in the morning, they don't need to check that phone for whether it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Some of them are actually pushing 30 minutes now where they journal a little bit or they just have a, a drink or a cup of coffee and even look outside. I, I know that sounds simplistic and corny, but they're starting the day under their control instead of under the control of this. Yeah. Those baby steps help. No, I look, that's sometimes that's, that's what it is. As an adult, when I first wake up, the first thing I want to do is look at my email because I'm looking for, did the principal text, did admin text, did a teacher text, did a parent text, did they respond? All of those things are going through my mind and I haven't even brushed my teeth or going to the bathroom yet. So you're, you're laughing because you, you understand what I'm saying. For the first 20 minutes when you wake up, don't touch anything. Go drink some water, go use the restroom. Go stretch and open your eyes for, (laughs) open your eyes for a little bit before you go out and start looking at the thing because it's going to be there. No matter what you do, that message, that whatever it is going to be there, you just have to know it. Don't feel like you're missing anything, but you're not missing anything. That's me talking to myself, everyone. The first thing you do is write down something that you're grateful for, and then you start compounding those grateful thoughts and you learn to move on from there. But if if not, boy, the doubt and the distraction and the distortion that you can just find on that social media and that phone all day can literally change everything, mindset, perspective, and what you accomplish, right? Absolutely. Today we have my great friend, I'm going to call him a friend, the teacher, comrade, Paul Richmond. I'd like to welcome him to the show. What's going on, Paul? Much. Thanks for having me, Cameron. This has been great. Even what we've talked about before we even started talking, it's it's been fabulous. (laughs) Time's flying. I really appreciate you having me on. No problem. Since you are in the high school realm, my big question is, what do you think middle schoolers need? What do you think are some of the things that they're missing? What do you think? Do you have any pointers for them to make sure they prepare for high school? What you got for me? That's a great question. So, I ask my seniors when they come into my class, if they could go back and start high school all over again, what would they tell their younger self? And I think about that. What would I tell my younger self? I'm 50. I'm going to be 50 next week. And to a middle schooler, I might as well be 300. (laughs) That's so far away. That's so far away. But the biggest thing is to just never be afraid to talk to anybody that's trying to help you. And one thing I always tell my seniors when I'm start venting or lecturing or or when their parents are talking to them and they don't agree with them. I've been your age 
you've never been my age. So you've got to at least take that into consideration that there might be a message in there somewhere. So if you can just talk to anybody that's ever trying to help you, if you're a middle school kid coming into high school, at least listen before you make an assumption, before you judge, before you do anything else. Now, that's a very hard age to do that at. I think the sooner you can get that mentality to, to do that, the better off you are. That's my biggest take. And, and you can do that through just constantly trying to hone your communication skills. And to do to hone communication skills, we're not talking a seven-second TikTok, right? We're not talking an Insta post or a Snapchat with a filter. We're talking just genuinely listening. And the second thing I would tell middle schoolers is, they all like to spend money. I think that's a universal fact. It's usually their parents. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. And, and kids are very good about it through flipping mm-hmm. or side hustles. And that continues on as you get to high school. The sooner you can figure out just a few ways to make a couple extra bucks and you learn to invest that, I won't get too technical, but through a, a brokerage account where you have an adult as the custodian and you just start adding to that every week, you will not even recognize yourself someday. So I feel like, I hope I didn't go too far with that, but I feel like the sooner you learn to make some money and use it as a tool instead of just blow it, and then the sooner you learn to listen to people trying to help you because they've been your age and you haven't been their age, there might be a message there. Those two mindsets, I think, get the ball rolling. And, you know, they're going to grow tremendously from middle school to when they finish high school. But if we could try to parents and and teachers and and mentors try to get those two messages across to those kids, I think literally the world is their classroom at that point. I love that. Yeah. Don't be afraid to listen to the people trying to help you. I find that the children are afraid to listen because they're afraid of change. And I know at the middle school, they're finding sense of self. So why are you telling this to, you're telling me this to impede my sense of self because their emotional level is different from their logic level. I just recently watched the TED talk and a young lady talked about it and I said, huh. So she says, it's not good to argue with children, uh, teens, because their response is always going to be emotional before their logic catches up. Whatever they're upset about, if you start arguing with them, then they're mad at you. Now it's your fault but then the issue never gets dealt with, right? So you have to wait for them to calm down before their logic circuits kick in. The hardest thing to do as an adult, right? Because you feel this level of disrespect happening as this teen is using adult language against you and you feel in a certain way, but you have to wait for it to level off. And then once the logic circuits kick in, you start to notice that everything is starting to make sense. So I heard that and I said, oh, then that, that makes sense. I can't get that. Yes. So as adults, Mm -hmm. it's important if I'm getting the gist of this talk, we don't have to have the last word. We have, we have to be bigger. And when the emotions kicking in, when they're saying something that might trigger us, Mm -hmm. we've got to not respond to. And then I think they cool off quicker. Then you can negotiate or talk. And and when I was speaking about my mindset chart earlier, Mm -hmm. that's what a whiner does. They they have their emotion. They don't want to take action. They just want to cause problems. And mm-hmm. you can't negotiate with a whiner. So you have to let them cool down and let the logic take over. But it might mean they have the last word in the short term. In the short term. But in the long term, they're still, you know, they're figuring it out. And the good ones usually come back and go, okay, yeah. Or what children tend to do, they give you the hard time, but then they apply it elsewhere. And then you're like, oh, okay, you got the message. You're just being a child. <laughs> But they eventually get it and they will get it and they 
will apply it. You just have to be patient. But definitely ask for help. Use the help around you and save your money. So I, it's another side story. I, I have a partner and we, we have a, a book on Amazon about teaching financial literacy. And mm-hmm. it stems with the fact that just there's a lot of creative ways to make money and eat your honey bun and have your chocolate milk or have whatever. But there's, you can always set a little bit of it aside and it's uh, a lot of good rules for life, a little bit of discipline, a little bit of delayed gratification. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I think it's the start of a proper mindset. That's all. Okay, Easier absolutely. said than done. Easier said than done, but you're absolutely right. It starts early. But if parents and the child are in on, in on it together, it becomes uh, a joint mindset together and it checks and balances. Some similar to what we talked about earlier with the phone, right? The yep. check and balance system you have with your students, you can do that at home. Children and parents. That's awesome. Uh, one, one quick thing. One quick ahead. thing. If you, if a parent starts a custodial account through like a TD Ameritrade, it's called the UPMA account, a uniform transfer minor agreement. The, the parent is the custodian of the account, but I tell the kids, you t- they always talk about the real flex, right? The real flex is when I do this. As soon as you turn 18, the real flex is your parents drop off that account and th- there's nothing they can do about it. And I, I think that's a pretty good way to start adulthood. <laughs> so we joke yeah. about it, but you can even come across it that way to maybe gain interest. That's good notes. I'm, I might have to write that down too. Kids need to hear that as well. They think money grows on trees. They think that parents' pockets are deep. Our pockets are not that deep. Just keep that in mind. Children, when your parent gets an attitude, they buy you food and you get upset and throw it out and don't like it and you see them upset. Trust me, you just threw away like $15 worth of food. That is something else. <laughs> yeah, we're, that causes, that can cause a lot of stress and, and, and anxiety and, and emotion on both sides. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of food, I read that you started a food truck business. You want to, yeah. So I want to talk about that little passion project there, that food truck business. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Again, without getting into too much detail, a class. I, I, I have seniors when they're juniors, they come from eight different school districts and they apply to be in my class. They mm. interview and I only take the top 28 kids mm. and it, it's called innovation, leadership and business. So I'm, I'm lucky in those regards, but they keep me on the, my toes and it's centered around entrepreneurship and community work and, and things like that. And I always challenge them to start a project. And my podcast partner, Matt, that, that you'll meet someday, he comes in as a business mentor and challenges them to start a project. So these two kids came up with the idea they want to buy a school bus, one of the shorter ones, and call it the cheese bus and sell charcuterie boards, the cheese platters, and cheese products out of it. Mm-hmm. And he challenged them on it. I challenged them on it. They came up with some money. He funded the rest. They actually formed a business partnership. And by the end of their senior year, they had this cheese bus. It was wrapped. I, I, it's the www.thecheesebus.com. You, you can see the bus all wrapped up. And we live in upstate New York where there's the Finger Lakes. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of wineries and breweries and they get booked to events and they drive around and sell all their products. And they made a killing last year. They needed some help with a website. They needed some help booking all the days they wanted to work. So I was helping them with that as their teacher. And then when they graduated, they came back to me and gave me some equity in the company. So the, I, I helped them. And, and now that they graduated and went to college, we're business partners. And it's like we were talking about with the student you talked to that came back and is, is doing well in life. 
it, it's been so rewarding to teach students and now have a professional business relationship with them too. That, so. that is amazing. Hard work paying fruits of your labor. Cause it's most difficult. Like you, you gotta, you're teaching them about business. You're teaching them how to handle money. You're teaching them how to work with others. Life skills, right? Anywhere you look, it's about life skills. And I love hearing that because our previous conversation was about you being a coach, but being a coach and teacher can apply, you can apply that anywhere. And I am, as a fellow coach and teacher, I appreciate you for taking your skills and, and applying it elsewhere, not relegating yourself to just the field or the court. You just, it's okay. Look, how can I help these students in life? What's an effective way? Oh, let's make a, a bus, a business and sell cheese and create something. But you taught them, you gave them a life skill. You gave them something they did with their hand. And then the reward was what? They came back. They remember, they know who to go to. And I, and I think stories like that is so wonderful. That's why you're an important member of the village, right? That's why I believe in the village. Teachers and coaches have students eight to 10 hours out of the day, right? So what we do for them is vital to their success, more so than a parent. And not to say parenting is not important. But when you're with the kid most of the day, they're going to take on some bad. So it's important we set them up for success, be the lanterns that they need. We light their way. 100%. Light their way. So thank you. Wow. You you are officially a villager in my book. You have now become. Well, I'm honored. And if, if I could add one lesson to even middle schoolers or younger kids, I'm a firm believer. Like when I was helping them with all that for their business, I wasn't expecting anything in return. And I think we live in a society sometimes that when you do something for somebody, you expect something back. And mm -hmm. When you just help others and serve others, I, I believe it comes back your way. And we don't know when always. Right. We never know if or when it will come back. It's just a labor of love. Be that lantern. It's, it's such a beautiful thing, such a rare thing. It's a gift that you have. And I want you to remember that even when you get tired. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm yeah. going to remember that. It's a gift you have. So we, we can't hear that enough. We, we don't hear that enough. We don't. Right? We don't hear it enough. We don't hear it enough. And we don't look for it enough. And sometimes we need it. Oh, true. Sometimes we need it and we don't realize because we're so busy just plugging away, trying to help the children. And then we're like, why are we so tired? Why is it dragging? Why is it? Because sometimes it's nice just to hear, hey, you're doing a good job. Or, and then you're good. You're good for six more months. Just that one time. That's so, true. The second time I'm talking to Paul and just hearing his stories, I know the type of person he is. So I know me telling him, keep going. It's working. That's all you need to hear sometimes once in a while. It's just, hear, hey, I see you. You working? Go take a break. Go sip some water. Get back in the game. Keep working. That's it. It's happening. And that's sometimes that's all we need to hear. And I appreciate that. And I'm going to tell you, shout out to you, because you mentioned the word earlier with middle school, patience. You must have a ton of it. <laughs> God bless all you middle school teachers. <laughs> It's so funny. Like I started out as a kindergarten teacher, actually. I started out as a kindergarten teacher and then I thought second grade. I fell into middle school. I don't know how, because I, I was like, I'm not doing middle school. You think <laughs> it's a fabulous mission you're on. It really is. Thank you. So, Paul, what other ventures do you have going on? How can people reach out and find you? I appreciate that, Cameron. I like to tell my students I practice what I preach. And when COVID 
first started and we had a lot of time on our hands, I actually became securities licensed and I have a financial business on the side where I help people invest. Still coaching. I, I coach varsity volleyball and JV girls basketball. So that mm -hmm. keeps me busy most of the year. Every year, my class brings a speaker into a community and fills an arena with students. And this year we're bringing the people can reach out and see him online. Cam F. Awesome. He's coming to our schools to talk. People can find me on Twitter at the coach rich. I'm on LinkedIn as Paul Richman. Those are my, my two big social media forums that I use. And when coaching and teaching, like we mentioned earlier, it's just something that's in your blood. And I, I think if you don't do it, people don't understand. And it's hard. And, and I think if you don't have other interests along with it, you can get caught up in a world that is just so draining, it, it, th there's nothing that energizes you. You're given, you don't always get the same feelings coming back until later in a student's life. And, and it's just hard. So you have to keep going and find some outlets to, to gain some energy and to pursue other interests as well, if that makes sense. Our podcast is Anecdotes for Success. We target a younger 20s crowd usually. It'd be appropriate for any age and we bring guests on that, that talk about their success stories through the pillars of truth, meaning, trade-offs, and perspective. And what we find is they all have a time. It's almost like a movie. They all have a downtime where they thought they couldn't go on and they forged ahead. And that's why we come up with the phrase, success isn't linear. And I feel like the more stories like that you hear, just like the more stories you're trying to get middle school kids to hear, that you get inspired and something might click over time that just helps you move forward. So very similar to what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why you're coming on sometime. That's the promise. Hey, <laughs> just baby, just email me. You already know I'm, I'm there. I'm there for you. I will. I will. All right. I'd like to thank Paul for coming on the show. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you for your expertise. Thank you for helping me uh, prepare our middle school students and their parents. And most importantly, Thank you for becoming a villager. All right. And that's it for our village stories. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Also, you can find me on acoachcam.com. I got some passion and great merch for you to try on. Become a villager. Appreciate y'all. like to end with a quote. Any and everything you do with passion and grit, find your passion and get to it. That's a coach K. Salute.